Hey, what's happening, everybody? How's everybody doing today? I hope you're having a good day. I know I am, as I usually do. Of course, uh, you know, we all have bad days, no matter how positive you are, no matter how uh, great things work out for you on a regular basis, and no matter what you think, uh, the sheriff rolled by and decided to wave at me. Um, don't know what he wants, but uh, I waved back and now he's on his way. Anyway, so uh, I'm sitting outside work at my uh, at my my office complex, if you will. There's like seven or eight buildings here on the complex, and there's this big like pond, and I'm just sitting under a shade tree by the pond. So he probably looked over to see if I was like some drunk or something hanging out. <laughs> anyway, I don't know, whatever. So he's on about his business, and so am I. So um, anyway, sorry about the segue, but uh, <laughs> so sometimes it's all about changing perspective in order for you to have you know be having a good day. Sometimes the days suck, and you just got to find the uh, the the silver lining in the dark cloud, and it happens, right? It's just the way it is. But anyway, hope you're having a good day. Otherwise, so um, I I put out a podcast episode last week that was talking about getting through the gatekeeper. You know, for all the salespeople out there, I know it's a difficult thing to do. So hopefully. Uh, I was able to give you some ideas, some suggestions as to how to make that happen, you know, how to get to the decision maker and uh, get around the gatekeeper or through the gatekeeper. And hopefully you're utilizing some of those and uh, some of those ideas and that they're working for you. Now, keep in mind that when it comes to sales, guys, it's a numbers game. So you got to keep going and keep going and keep going uh, no matter how many times you get told no because that's just the name of the game. I mean, it's the nature of the business. Some will, some won't. So what next, right? You got to keep a positive attitude, as I've said a million times, and I'll probably say a million more times. <laughs> All right, so uh, uh, hopefully you're already following me on social media. Instagram is the spot, guys. That's where I'd like for you to be following me if you're not already. Go join me on Instagram at the official Jason Cremines. That's where I would like to see you. That's where I do most of my interactions, and I try to tie everything from my Instagram to all my other social media, Facebook, Twitter, and uh, even LinkedIn. Now, with that all being said, what do I want to talk about today? So today, I want to talk about something that's very personal and near and dear to my heart. And um, there's a really good reason for this. So let me start with the reasoning. Last week, um, my son comes home crying and in a panic. Asked him what happened. He said, my bike got stolen. He was at the library. He goes to the library uh, about every other day after school. He has to come and check in first, but then, you know, we allow him to go to the library because it's practically right next door. It's a, literally like a five-minute walk or uh, a three-minute bike ride, <laughs> two-minute bike ride. I don't know. It's, that's a very short spot or a very short distance. So anyway, so he goes there uh, fairly regularly, and this particular time, no lock on the bike, of course, and he didn't lock it up because he didn't have a lock <laughs> with which to lock it. My fault. And some kid uh, walked out of the library at the same time he was walking in, hopped on his bike, and took off. Now, he didn't know until a couple hours later when he came out of the library and realized that his bike was gone. And that is, of course, when he started to panic. But that wasn't the only thing that was wrong with the boy. Like, E-Man, it's not your fault, buddy. Not your fault. I should have gotten you a lock for that bike anyway. 
That's my fault. I'm going to go down and see if we can figure out who took it at the library, you know? So I actually ended up calling the police so that they could take a look at the video and see what happened, which is how I know uh, what the kid looks like, what he was wearing, which direction he took off on my son's bike when he jumped on it, things like that. Now, that being said, um, it wasn't really worth filing a report because they can't do crap anyway because there's no serial number associated with the bike. So I have no way, even if the kid had the bike in his possession, I would have no way of proving that that's not his bike. <laughs> Plain and simple. Um, even though they saw it on the recording. So it's really kind of pointless to, to follow up um, as far as that goes. Now, what else is wrong, E-Man? Other than the bike, you know, you're freaking out about this thing for no reason, buddy. It's not your fault. You're not in trouble. You know, you didn't do anything wrong, right? You did what you were supposed to do, and the bike got stolen because I haven't provided you with a lock. It's not your fault. But he's still a mess. I'm like, where are your glasses? Well, I lost them. What do you mean you lost him? His eyeglasses, guys. He has to have these to see, right? Some kid took him off my face and took off running. I tried to chase him down, but he was too fast. And then I couldn't find him. And then when I did see him again, he said he didn't know what he did with him. Like five minutes later. So some kid at school snatched his glasses. Before school even started, right? So I'm pissed, <laughs> you know? I went to the school on Friday, which was the day after, so this was Thursday, so the day after this happened, I went to the school. I took the second half of the day off work and went to the school so I could talk to the folks there. I talked to the security officers, explained to them what the deal was. Now, it's clear to me that my son is being bullied at school, and that's what I wanna talk about right now. Um, Earlier in the year, he had some kid that was kind of throwing him around in the bike rack section before school. Uh, there was another kid that's a friend of his uh, that was making fun of him about something. So I've realized that he's being picked on a lot more than he's letting on. And part of that's my fault. And we'll get into that later. But for now, I want to talk about the fact that he's being picked on by a small group of kids. Right, so he's getting bullied at school. I go to the school, I explain what's going on. Um, and they tell me, of course, that they never have any problems out of Ethan. He's a good kid, uh, so on and so forth, which I already knew. Um, and I explain to them what happened. They're going to go back and review the videotape to see if they can figure out who, you know, who took his glasses, uh, and try to confront the kid and see if they can th work things out. Um, meanwhile, Ethan needs to fess up about the fact that he's being bullied, but I think he's afraid to. Um, once again, part of that's my fault, and we'll talk about that in a few. Um, but then part of that, of course, is the fact that, you know how kids are, man. They're going to say, hey, if you tell on me, I'm going to kick your ass or whatever. And Ethan's a sweet kid, man. He's not a violent kid. He's not athletic. He's a little pudgy. He wears glasses. He, he's in the chess club. He's in robotics club. You know, he's, he's into video games and computers and gaming uh, and coding and things like that. So he's a perfect target, right? He's a perfect target because he's not Mr. Cool Kid, all right? It's very easy for him to get to get picked on by the popular crowd or the cool kids or just the fucking mean kids, you know, because some kids are just fucking mean. They're probably like that because of their home situation. We'll get into that here in a few minutes. But in the meantime, um, I got to go back to work. So I'm going to take a short break here and then I'm going to come back and I'm going to talk about... Um, what I plan to do from here on out when it comes to bullying in schools 
and uh, online and whatnot. And um, we're going to get into what it is um, that makes a bully because I think that starts at home for the most part. And then we're going to get into why it is that Ethan is so afraid to talk about what's going on with him at school, right? Uh, we're going to talk about my role in that, and we're going to talk about the bullies' roles in that as well. So stay tuned. This is going to be a very good episode. It's going to, be, it's going to give you a, hopefully some, some insight and a lot of information. If you're dealing with this yourself, you have a kid uh, that's getting bullied at school, maybe this will give you some ideas as to what to do uh, to help your son or daughter with that situation. So hang tight. I'll be back soon. Okay, I'm back. So, uh, mean kids. <laughs> That's where we left off, basically. Uh, some kids are just fucking mean, you know? Um, and as I said, I, that probably starts at home. Uh, so let's talk about, really quickly, what happens at school and what, what it is, while I'm riding my bike home from the bus stop, what it is that um, makes kids bully other kids, right? Um, you know... There's, there's millions, probably, of studies out there that have all kinds of different um, belief systems, opinions, ideas as to, you know, the psychology of children and things like that. Look, fuck all that shit, okay? Take all that shit that you've read about child psychology uh, over the past 20, 30 years and, you know, crinkle it up into a nice little ball and throw that shit in the fucking trash can and light it on fire because that's what it's worth. All right? Child psychology has changed drastically uh, in the new millennia, specifically. Um, so what I mean by that is, used to be children would, you know, make fun of people who were different. Um, the white kids would make fun of the black kids. The black kids would make fun of the white kids. Uh, you know, fat people making fun of skinny people, so on and so forth, right? Very easy things, you know, just the typical normal stuff. Well, now, guys, we've got a lot more out there, <laughs> a lot more things that can make us different from one another, right? And, you know, things like gaming, things like, uh, you know, doing podcasts, <laughs> I mean, there's just so many, there's so much out there now. And on top of that, our children over the past two decades have been exposed way more to things like uh, violence and <laughs> um, adversity. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use that word because what do you see on the news every time you kick on the news, man? You never see any good stories. You know, you only see things about, you know, a, a cop shooting an unarmed man or, you know, a, uh, a, a group protesting against another group who's protesting and these groups break out into fights and things like that. You know, there's a lot of violence in our society these days. You know, and I'm not going to sit here and blame video games or TV or the news for what's going on. But it is a contributing factor to child psychology because we're exposing our kids to these kinds of things, to sex, drugs, rock and roll, <laughs> and everything else that we used to not be allowed to be around um, at much earlier ages now, right? So they're seeing things that, 
when we were kids, we didn't see, you know. And when our parents were kids, they didn't see some of the stuff that we saw at our same ages, you know. So it's like, and it continues to grow. And a lot of that has to do with how fast we can receive information these days. So when you can jump online and go anywhere in the world, it's really, really easy to get information. So making fun of people and being a dick now has a voice. <laughs> it now has a way to present itself to the rest of the world. What do I mean by that? Look, guys, tell me you haven't done this. You go into to YouTube and you search a street fight video or a school fight video. There's millions of them. Millions of them. Not only are kids bullying people, but they're, <laughs> they're bullying people, recording it, and posting it online to brag about their success. Right? I mean, tell me you haven't seen these videos, guys. I know you have. Because there's so many of them. There's literally probably millions of them. Right? High school kids fighting, junior high kids fighting, people fighting outside of clubs, restaurants, movie theaters, whatever. You name it. They're everywhere. You can't hardly scroll through YouTube without finding something like that, right? Ten best street knockouts of 2018, right? There's all kinds of them. You think your kids aren't seeing that shit? Because they are. Guarantee it. I don't care how much you monitor your child's Internet activity, it is way too easy for them to get their hands on that kind of stuff. And they do. So nowadays, it can easily be looked at as a really cool thing to be a bully, to beat up on somebody, right? And to brag about that online, whether that's with a video or a post or whatever it is. We call that cyberbullying because that's bullying online, right? I just got to tell you, I wish you guys could, I wish this was video right now. There's a really sweet Camaro pulling out of my, uh, my complex here, and he's got a Chucky doll, and he's got a Chucky doll in his fucking uh, moonroof, hanging out of the moonroof, like chilling on top of the car. It's going to get loud for a sec, so I'm passing the dump truck. Yeah. Daily drives, guys. This is, this is for real bullshit right here. Like, this is... This is as real as it gets. You want authenticity? Guys, I'm literally riding my bike down the fucking street, so it doesn't get any more authentic than this right here. <laughs> riding my bike because I don't have a car. But, like, you can tell that I'm not, like, panting and going crazy. You can probably hear the wind. Sorry about that. <clears throat> but you can see that I'm in pretty decent shape if I can ride my bike and talk to you and not be, like, all winded and shit, so... Hey, if you want to get in shape, ride a fucking bike. <laughs> I'm telling you. Uh, not that I needed to lose any weight, but I lost a couple of pounds. Then I gained them back. Um, and it's all lean muscle. <laughs> any fat that I used to have is now gone. Anyway, so I'm pulling into the house right now. I'm going to come back here in just a minute. But um, we're going to talk a little bit more about how the easy access is part of the thing that is spawning this creature 
that we're talking about when it comes to bullies. And I'm back. Okay, so clearly um, the ease of access to information, whether it's good information or bad information, whether it's, uh, you know, bullying or uh, just general info, you know, news, media, that kind of thing. Uh, it's very easy to get a hold of that stuff these days, even for your kids. I don't care how young they are. <laughs> it's very easy to do. Um, it's just a matter of one little piece of clickbait and all of a sudden they go down a rabbit hole that they didn't know existed and there you go that's how it happens so it's pretty easy uh, and with that information comes responsibility and unfortunately guys our kids aren't old enough in most cases to handle the kind of responsibility that comes along with that so I mean yeah police your children the best you can but of course that information is gonna get to them anyway right so what do you got to do uh, to kind of combat that, you know, what are you, what are you going to do? Well, you got to talk to your kids. First off, first and foremost, most important thing you could possibly do is just talk to your kids. As crazy as it sounds, I know just talk, but they don't want to talk to me. I'm not cool. I'm not mom. I'm not, I'm, I mean, I'm mom. I'm dad. I'm not, I'm not Mr. Cool buddy next door or whatever. Yeah, of course, of course you're not. So one suggestion I have for you have dinner at your dinner table. Turn it into a no-phone zone. Everybody has to put their phones away and sit down and eat a meal together. Uh, that is one thing that my family does on a regular basis, and I think that it helps us because even though they don't necessarily, they act like they don't want to talk, right? Um, all it takes is just sitting there in silence for a few minutes, and all of a sudden someone's got something to say. So I promise you, just because they say they don't want to talk to you, they do. And ultimately, at the end of the day, we are the only people, you know, parents that is, that have our children's best interests at heart. No matter what, at the end of the day, we all want the same thing, and that's for our kids to have a better life than we've had. At least if you don't feel that way, um, maybe you shouldn't even be a parent and you should think about uh, alternatives. But um, most of us, we want our kids to have a good life, to live a happy, fulfilled life. So sit down at the dinner table, have dinner with your kids. That is one thing that you can do to help um, to, to, to get your kids to start talking to you, to get you to start talking to your kids. That's just one of the things that you can do. There's a million other things as well, but you know, that is one thing that I think that you can do right now that will, you know, increase, enhance the quality of your children's lives and your own life. So, um, definitely start doing that and, and find other ways to hang out with your kids. Um, they don't want to hang out with you at their high school football game. They don't want to hang out with you in a situation where they're being social with their friends. I get that. You were the same way at that age. That's mom. That's dad. Go away. Go do something else while I hang out with my friends and be me. Um, and that's fine. That's okay. So what is it that makes a bully a bully? Why does somebody pick on somebody else? Why is that? So back to child psychology. Um, most of the time, and this is not always the case, there are exceptions to the rule. And again, I am not, uh, I am not an expert in the field of child psychology. I did not go to school for this. I don't have a degree for this. I don't have any certifications for this. But I've been around a ton of kids in my life, and I feel like I've had a very positive influence on all of them at least 
all of them that I've had any amount of time to spend with. So, you know, it's pretty easy to be a positive influence when you talk about positive things as opposed to negative things. When you sit around and you talk about other people, uh, that's that's instilling bad behavior in your kids because they're going to grow up gossiping. They're going to be talking about other people. When in all reality, uh, you should be talking more about yourself, your own situation, things like that, uh, than other people. You know, it just makes sense because you can speak from it, your own experience. And by speaking from your own experience, it's authentic, uh, it's relatable, and they're going to understand. So... What makes a kid a bully? Um, most of the time, it's the parents, guys. Most of the time, they don't get the attention that they deserve at home or that they need at home. Um, maybe both parents are working, and I get it, man. It's hard. It's hard to spend time with your kids when you're working one shift, the wife's working another shift. You kind of tag team everything. It's tough, dude. It's tough these days, especially in that, that kind of a situation. If you have one person um, the uh, that is at home all the time, one parent that's at home all the time, it's a little bit easier. But still, somebody's got to go to work, right? I mean, I spend roughly 50, 60 hours uh, between uh, you know work and my commute back and forth uh, with the bus and the bike and whatever. So uh, I have to squeeze time in with the kids, which is dinner time a lot of times. Um, we'll get into a little bit more of that a little bit later. But anyway, so... Um, a lot of times when a kid is bullying another kid, it's because they're getting bullied at home. So whether that's actual physical abuse or sexual abuse or mental abuse, um, it, it doesn't have to be necessarily abuse. It could just be somebody thinking that they're doing a good job as a parent uh, by teaching certain things uh, a certain way, but then really what all they're actually doing is, is hindering the process and actually creating the bully from home without even realizing it. And I'll tell you why I know this. I've been there. <laughs> um, I feel like part of the reason that Ethan is getting bullied is because beginning of the school year when he started getting thrown around by some kid, I told him like, look, dude, you can't take that stuff. You're not, you're, you're not going to tolerate that kind of behavior from people. You know, you're going to tell the kid to stop doing that shit. And if he doesn't stop doing that, I want you to blast him right in the face. Don't be a pussy. Don't be a sissy. Be a man. Punch that kid right in the eye, you know, right in the nose. I guarantee you he'll leave you alone. And while that may be true, what was I really doing? I was instilling fear into my child because Ethan is not the type of kid to go off and punch somebody. That's not him. He's not going to do that. And he feels like now, or he felt like now, that if he didn't do that, he was going to be in trouble at home. So instead, he just didn't mention being bullied at all. He kept it to himself. So I had to set him aside and I had to apologize to him like, look, buddy, I've made a major mistake, man. I've been calling you names like pussy and sissy and, and I've been saying things like you got to learn how to be a man and, and things like that. And I've been wrong. That's wrong. And I'm sorry. And I'm not going to act that way anymore. And if you feel like I'm picking on you or beating you up or bullying you, I want you to let me know about it right away because that's not what I'm trying to do here. So... <laughs> This has been a short break for you guys, but for me, it's been like hours, um, like a whole day for exact, to be exact. So uh, I got to go back to work, but I'm going to put another segment on here in just a few minutes or well, a minute for you, uh, seconds for you, but for me uh, later this afternoon. Um, but we're going to go over some more of this stuff. So, so stick around. Okay. Stay tuned. So once again, long story short, I was basically bullying my son at home and that was preventing him 
from letting people know that he was having trouble. So I've corrected the issue, and uh, just as of late here, uh, it seems like Ethan is able to trust me a lot more when it comes to what's going on with him at school. So, uh, let's get back into again why bullies are bullies. So again, it usually starts at home. I gave you my example as to what I thought I was doing that, that I thought was the right thing to do uh, that I realized was not the right thing to do and I had to correct that. I had to let Ethan know that I had made a mistake and it's important to let the kid know that you've made a mistake when you're doing this because they need to understand that you are also capable of being wrong. That is so powerful when it comes to kids, man, because you know, as parents, we always tell our kids, look, you got to listen to me because I know things that you don't know, right? But as a kid, you know, you don't, you don't get that. I mean, yeah, you say, oh yeah, your parents are always saying this and that, and whatever. But you know, what does that really mean? When you can show your kid that you've made a mistake and that you were doing something wrong and that you're willing to accept that uh, and you're willing to admit that you're, you're willing to you know, take responsibility for making those mistakes. Now you're teaching your kid to take responsibility for their actions. When the actions are you know, leading to bad behavior or, or things like that, I mean, it's very important that they understand it's okay to, to be wrong. It's okay to be wrong. I mean, fuck. We're all just trying to figure this thing out, right? I mean, nobody has all the answers. All your... Uh, you know, your religious gurus are going to tell you that God is the answer, you know? And all your uh, self-help gurus are going to tell you that you're the answer. And the truth is, none of us, none of us really even know <laughs> what the answers are. So we're just trying to figure it out. And if we show our kids that that's what we're doing, that we're human too, uh, that says a lot. You know, by being vulnerable like that for your children, uh, it shows them that they can be vulnerable and it's okay to be who they are. Um, I think that's a really important lesson to learn. So why else do uh, you know bullies decide to be bullies? So obviously, I gave you my example, but what about siblings? Okay, so uh, a lot of you have multiple children. And when you're, um, for those of you who have a single kid, I'm telling you, I know from experience, I raised one child for the first 14 years of her life uh, with no siblings. And I got to tell you, in comparison to my friends who have multiple children, it's a hell of a lot easier to raise one than it is to raise two or three or four. It really is because your direction gets moved in different places. And there's just so many reasons why uh, it's easier to deal with one kid than it is to deal with multiple. Um, With that being said, a lot of you have multiple kids, so you have siblings. Now, when they get into their teenage years... Um, they tend to not like each other very well. It's just the way that it works. You know, they get on each other's nerves and this and that and whatever, right? So you may have an older sibling that's constantly beating up on a younger sibling or vice versa. And basically what's happening there is the one that's getting beat up on all the time, whether it's mentally or physically or whatever, that kid ends up being a bully at school because he gets pushed around and bullied around at home. So that's the kind of behavior that he's expecting from people. And that's the kind of way, you know, that's the behavior that that he's expecting is going to be acceptable and it's going to be okay. And it's not, you know, that's, that's where bullying takes over. And 
once a kid becomes um, obsessed with it, uh, it's a much more difficult situation to try to pull that kid back. It really is. So keep keep that in mind uh, when you're when you're uh, at home and your kids are arguing about something or whatever. You know, if you have one kid that's constantly, you know, the, the brunt of abuse, you want to make sure that you tell the other kid, the abuser, uh, what they're really doing and, and why it's important to not do things like that. Now, of course, they're kids. They're going to fucking argue, man. It's life, right? I mean, you can't log on to Facebook without getting into an argument, so it's that easy, right? So um, it's okay that they fight and they argue and things like that. You just have to make sure that you understand, you know, that they each understand at the end of the day, look, we still, we're still a family. We love each other. And, you know, that kind of behavior is not acceptable. You got to be willing to let your kids know, dude, that's not going to be cool. It's not working. Right. And again, much more difficult when you're dealing with multiple kids. It just is. I mean, it really is. Or if you're a single parent. Oh my God. If you're a single parent, man, <laughs> good for you, man. That's, that's very difficult to do. Um, it's very difficult to be a single parent, single income, uh, you know, the only one doing all of the picking up after the kids and, and, and all of those things. I mean, God, it's it's very, very hard. I, I watched one of my very good friends um, for, you know, a good 15 years struggle with being a single parent. And um, even though she did a fucking awesome job, both kids are amazing kids and, you know, on their way to being uh, amazing, you know, American citizens. Uh, it was still very difficult for her. So if you're a, a single mom or a single dad out there, man, my heart goes out to you. I commend you and, and um, keep doing what you're doing. I know it's hard. <laughs> keep doing what you're doing. Uh, and just make sure that you're paying attention to your kids. You know, every extra spare moment that you get, instead of playing around on your phone or, you know, hopping on the Internet or getting in an argument with somebody on Facebook, hang out with your kids for a little bit, man. Do something with them. Take, go for a walk. I mean whatever, you know, put a project together. I mean, something, do something with your kids. Um, talk about their day. Don't just, don't just say things like, how was your day? That's how I start every conversation. And usually I get, oh, I was okay. So then my next question is really, what'd you do in first period? And I'll literally go through their entire day. Like what's first period? What's second period? What's third period? Well, how was lunch? You know, whatever. And I'll literally ask them about each and individual aspect of their day because I've, I've got it broken down like that. I know because I ask them on a regular basis so that they'll actually engage in conversation with me, not just, oh, it's fine. And that's the end of the conversation. I want them to talk to me and tell me about their friends. Tell me about their experiences. Tell me about their teachers. Tell me about what's going on in the classroom. Because by being involved, I'm able to interject and intervene when there's a problem, you know, or if I noticed something that is changing or there's uh, grades slipping or, you know, bad behaviors or detentions, things like that. I pick up on those things immediately, you know, instead of finding out about it a week or two weeks or three weeks later, I know about it right away. It's very important. Talk to your kids, guys. It's very, very important. So the other thing that causes bullies is uh, physical, mental or sexual abuse at home. And honestly, we could talk about this for hours. We really could because I have so much experience uh, when it comes to the situations. But basically in a nutshell, my main point here is that if somebody's being bullied or if somebody's bullying your kid at school, there's a really good chance that they're getting bullied at home. And I want you and your children to keep that in mind because I'm going to start a movement Hashtag hug a bully. All right? 
because most of the time these kids, they don't need, I mean, they could use some discipline, they could use some direction, they could use some security. Uh, these are things that are all lacking in their life, most likely at home. So they need, what they really need is someone to say, listen, you're obviously having a problem. You're obviously having a bad day. You're obviously not in a good mood. Let's talk about it. What's going on? What can I do to help? And be serious and be genuine and really, honestly, truly care about helping this kid out. So from here on out, instead of me promoting smashing a bully in the face and, and you know, <laughs> that being the end of the bullying, instead, I want people to reach out and touch that bully on the shoulder and ask him what's wrong. Give him a hug. Give her a hug. That's what they really need. They need somebody to love them. Just like the stray cat that came around the camper. All it wanted was somebody to love it. Someone who actually gave a fuck. You know? And that's what this kid's looking for too. And I guarantee you, I guarantee you, no question in my mind that if we start handling bullies the exact opposite way that we're used to handling them, and in other words, by consoling them, by being there for them, by being a friend to them, as opposed to putting them off in a corner and putting them in detention, putting them into the uh, legal system at an early age, things like that, those aren't help. Help is, dude, you're being a bully. Why is this? What's going on? Is something wrong? Is something going on at home? We need to get them to trust us and to, for them to realize that we have their best interest in mind and truly have their best interests in our hearts. So let's do it, guys. Let's spread this around. Let's go from one school to the next. Let's talk to the kids about how to hug a bully. Why is a bully a bully? And what can we do to make that kid feel better and not bully other people anymore? It's love, guys. Love. It's the common thread in every single religion, no matter whether you're Muslim or Catholic or, or Jewish or Christian. They all revolve around one thing that we all continue to forget about, especially on social media, guys. That's love. Very, very simple. Love. That's what's going to heal everyone, everything, every time. No question. Spread love. Hashtag hug a bully. Follow me on social media at the official Jason Cremines on Instagram. Jason Cremines Rocks on Facebook and pretty much Jason Cremines everywhere else or Cremines Jason. Follow me on Snapchat, although I will tell you, um, <laughs> Snapchat gets a little crazy sometimes, all right? So just be forewarned. Um, also, real quick shout out, uh, there's a good half dozen friends who have donated to our GoFundMe campaign so far, and your donations are ridiculously uh, appreciated. So thank you very much for that.
That being said, I got to get out of here. I got to go back to work. I hope you enjoyed this episode. 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 Hashtag hug a bully. Spread the love, guys. Until I talk to you again next time, take care of yourselves. Take care of each other.